Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast, live from Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. It is I, Alberto. How are you doing? I am well. Thank you for asking. If you're a listener on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I highly recommend you checking out the, the YouTube channel just to see the view in the background, what we're working with right now. It is currently around... It's Tuesday, 9 and 15 in the morning, and it's freaking 90 degrees already. It is hot. We're in the middle of the summer. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with the Mexican geography, here in Cabo, it's a freaking desert, but it's paradise at the same time. Like The water is gorgeous. Uh, we are by the pool, beach view. Um, it's pretty sick, man. So shouts to Mark and Corey for that. But uh, yeah, we're here. Um, we've been planning this trip for the last month or so. Um, I've been looking forward to this trip for a while now uh, because I've been going pretty damn hard since my Euro moon. And I feel like I've just been nonstop with work and uh, I just, I feel like I needed this. Like I was itching for a trip. I was itching for a place to just relax and not think about anything. And the last four days has been great. But as far as life updates, uh, besides coming here, um, as far as like little camera gear that I brought, I did bring my A7S, of course, brought these two Rode Wireless Ghosts for the podcast, and I just brought a drone. That's pretty much it. One lens, the 28-75 is the first time using this specific lens for the wide lens, so I had to like scoot this as far back as possible. I only brought a duffel bag, and so I packed like four pairs of shorts, board shorts, regular shorts, like five tees, and that's pretty much it. So I was able to fit my camera body plus the lens and the drone and the remote in one bag. So I didn't want to bring my camera bag. I just didn't want to pack too much and just have too much stuff. So just having the one bag was pretty easy. I'm not sure if I love that though, because I caught myself like if we go to the pool or the beach, I would have to use uh, my wife's purse to put my camera bag, my camera stuff in there. Um, and at one point when I was walking around in town yesterday, uh, this like local guy, he's like, hey, nice purse, man. Just kind of like trolling in a bit. It was, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, so I think from here on out, I'm going to start bringing my camera back no matter what, because just having little bags, I mean, I'm, it's an inconvenience for Kristen. So it's like, I just need to bring my own bag to take care of my own stuff and not worry about possibly losing it or whatnot. Uh, and then I also like didn't bring my laptop, which usually I do bring my laptop for my trips. Uh, today, this trip would have been perfect because our flights got delayed by like six hours or so so like now we have to check out and um just kind of hang out in the resort and whatnot so i could be i could have been editing this podcast uh while we sit and wait for our plane our our, um, our boarding time and whatnot so uh, uh it's a learning experience i'm just i'm just for trips like this i kind of play around like what i want to bring what i don't want to bring and uh, i think from here on out i'm always going to bring my camera bag and a laptop with me other things that's been happening around the world, um, the Sony A6700 just dropped recently. Uh, it's getting some sort of buzz. I don't quite understand the point of that camera, especially since the FX30 is around. Sony does this thing where like, I feel like they cannibalize their, their Sony Alpha lineup by having too many damn cameras. It's just quite unnecessary in my opinion. Um, it shoots 422 10-bit. Uh, 4K 120 frames per second. It pretty much does everything this camera does in a smaller compact body. But uh, yeah, I, again, I don't understand the point of that camera. Um, based on some of the reviews that I've checked out, uh, there there is definitely an issue when it comes to overheating. And that made perfect sense. I mean, I kind of predicted that was gonna happen because such a small body, 
to have those powerful features and no fan is just obviously it's a it's a recipe for disaster, especially if you're doing long form content such as wedding films or even interviews, testimonials. Uh, unless you're in a controlled environment with like good AC, um, even then it's still probably heat up because you're shooting freaking big files into that small little little camera. Other complaints that I've seen is that there is no dual card slots. It's just one card slot. So uh, again, I don't know how people just love to complain. Dude, I am sweating. It's so hot, man. Ugh. Anyways, so I don't get the point of this uh, camera exactly. Um, I mean, the only thing I could find different, uh, again, you make sure you guys do your own specific research. I just kind of glanced at it real quick, took some mental notes. Uh, but yeah, the 6700 is going for $1,400 US, while the FX30 goes for $1,800 US. So again, uh, if I were to decide between the FX30 or the um, A6700, I would probably go for the FX30, spend the extra, what, 400 bucks, because that has, I believe that, I, if I'm correct, again, I believe that one has a fan. Uh, and I, that's that's like everything to me. Um, this, the 6700 is probably most likely going to overheat. If I were to film this podcast in this heat, doing this right now continuously, I'm probably like 15 minutes in, like just continuously running. Uh, I think it probably would not last. I'm shooting at 422 10-bit right now. And uh, yeah, I think the camera will not last. It probably gave me the overheating signal. Um, so I don't know if that's even worth it. Again, uh, if you guys care about full frame crop sensor and you guys want to save some money, I mean, obviously the crop sensor way is a good route to do it. So uh, yeah, I mean, check out these, the 60, the 6,000, the Sony Alpha 6000 series. I still use my 6300 till today um, for the podcast specifically. Uh, other than that, I still think it's a great camera. It still shoots great um, photo stills and whatnot. But yeah, if you're in the market of getting a new camera body, uh, Check it out, uh, look it up online, do your research. There's like a million videos on it on YouTube already. So uh, yeah, uh, again, I am always in the route of getting a cheaper camera or a used camera because they all do the same thing for the most part. Uh, but if you, if unless you really need a certain specific spec that the newer end cameras like this one has, then I completely understand why you wanna spend a little bit more to get that camera. Other than that, uh, Threads is now a thing. Um, so if you guys don't know what Threads is, it's pretty much, it's pretty much the IG version of Twitter. Um, so I kind of jumped on the wave. I don't have Twitter, so I never really experienced the Twitter wave. Um, so this is like a like a a breath of fresh air for me because just seeing a time with just simple text, like I kind of find that refreshing. Um, cause, uh, believe it or not, like I, I get sick of seeing so many, like so much content pumped out on Instagram, whether it's videos, it's mostly reels, obviously. And even some photos too. Like I just get tired of seeing so much, so much, uh, video content, I guess, if you want to say. So just having just going on threads and seeing people's thoughts or just seeing something informative that I could actually read. I kind of, I kind of actually enjoy that right now. So if you guys are interested in threads, uh, Feel free to follow me. I'll have a link in the description. But yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if it's going to beat Twitter if, if we want to compare both platforms. I just do know a lot of people do hate on Twitter, especially with Elon Musk kind of like changing things around and whatnot. Um, so I think it's pretty smart for uh, Instagram or Meta to uh, pretty much capitalize on their mistakes and flaws and whatnot. So now they have their, their platform running. I believe they had like over 100 million uh, users uh, get on the platform within the first 24 or 48 hours. So it's, I mean, 
again, I don't know if it's a great thing or a, or a mid thing, uh, but 100, people was, 100, 100 million people is still a lot no matter what. All right, guys, so a change of scenery for the YouTube viewers out there. It is just way too hot, way too hot. And so I decided to go in the room and uh, get the AC going. And now this is a lot more comfortable and it probably a little bit, it probably sounds a little bit better for you guys as well. So we are doing this here now. Um, so what I want to talk about today is the importance of having a proper work-life balance. I know in the very beginning of your creative journey, um, business journey, it is very easy to overwork yourself, um, do 12 to 15 hour days sometimes, um, especially if you're editing, it's really easy for a time to fly by. And uh, all of a sudden you start at eight in the morning and all of a sudden it's already 8 p.m. And you may have gotten a meal if that's. So I've totally been there before in the very beginning to uh, kind of like overwork myself. Um, but I always make sure to like have some time for myself. Like I love my alone time. Um, it's something I value a lot. So I've always been pretty cautious of knowing when to stop, especially right now, since I'm like a few years into this creative freelance journey, um, I'm, I'm able to pick up some cues and listen to my body to, you know what, pump the brakes and stop. So I'm going to talk about a few of the tips that I think it'll, that'll work for you guys if you are going through some sort of burnout in your creative business. Number one is you want to have some sort of clear boundaries to yourself. So what I mean by that is have uh, a dedicated like work hours and have a dedicated time to either yourself, your spouse, your pets, your family, your friends, whatever you want to do. Um, I think it's very important to have that. Again, I've done the 15 hour um, work days and I, I just, it just didn't mesh well with me. Um, one of the reasons why I got into the creative freelance, uh, the freelance space is because I want to control my own hours. I want to control my own destiny essentially. And uh, yeah, it's uh, one thing I've done recently is I usually start work around eight in the morning, nine in the morning, depending on what time I wake up, I don't necessarily have an alarm. I am not those guys that you see on Instagram or TikTok where they're telling people to wake up at four in the morning. And if you don't wake up at four in the morning, you are a POS. I, I think that's so dumb and so just not even correct. It's just, uh, it's just, it's kind of triggering as you can tell right now. Um, so no, I don't have an alarm, but for the most part, my body wakes up around 6.30, between 6.30 and sometimes like 7.30, like latest. Um, I have waken up at eight o'clock, which is kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? But it's not, it's not uh, quite often. But when I do, I give myself an hour to myself, uh, whether it's going to, uh, whether I'm having a cup of coffee, um, definitely doing a little bit of stretching, um, definitely drinking some water. Uh, I might be on my phone a little bit. I'm definitely on my phone to like post the Instagram reels for, for the podcast. That's like a morning thing for me at this point. And so I do that. And then from there, spark up the computer. And then this is like around nine o'clock at this point or eight 30 sometimes. Um, and then from there, I start doing some admin work for the most part, responding to all the emails, uh, doing some sort of, uh, edits. If I need to do some edits, uh, create a list of things I need to do for that specific day. By that time, it's around 10 to 11 in the morning. And then from there, I'll have my first meal. And then I go back to the computer to edit more stuff. And then from there, I around 12 or sometimes 1 p.m. I like to go to the gym to break it off. At this point, I'm getting a little fatigued of just staring at the computer and just doing work and whatnot. So from there, I like to go to the gym. I'm at the gym for about an hour, hour and a half max. And then from there, I go back home, finish up the edits or whatever I need to do for that specific day. And then that'll be around 4.30, 5 o'clock-ish. That's when I kind of like just pause for a bit, have my dinner, 
have dinner with Kristen. And then from there, we usually, uh, especially right now in the summer, since the sun goes down like around 9 p.m., we like to do a sunset walk to get those calories, burn that cal- burn all the calories, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get my steps up for sure. And then from there, when I get back, if I'm feeling like I should do more or I need to do more, then I'll continue working. But for the most part, I usually have everything done by dinner time. And then I pretty much shut off the computer and I'm pretty much done with the computer itself. Uh, I might respond to like emails or text message or something like that. Uh, but for the most part, I by like 7 p.m., I usually put my do not disturb, uh, disturb on the phone. And then I pretty much put the phone away. Sometimes I just turn off the phone. Uh, I've been catching myself doing that a lot lately. Just turn off the phone and then put on the charger when I go to bed or something like that. Uh, and then that's pretty much it. Just have quality time with my wife and my cat. And that's that's a pretty much a day for me. It is not a very strict and structural day for me. Uh, sometimes I go to the gym. Sometimes if I'm like over the gym for like if I go four days straight, I want to change things up. I just started recently jogging right now. So like I'll just take a jog uh, on, the, on the beach. And so uh, that's been that's been a pretty good change for me. Um, I used to do a lot of walking to the strand, uh, but then I got kind of over it and kind of bored. <laughs> so I wanted to change things up uh, and just started running. I've been wanting to run for a little bit. So now I finally got the the umph to finally freaking start running. So going back to the boundaries um, as far as like clients hitting you up, because there are cases where a client might either call you or text you, especially the text could be really annoying. Emails, if someone emails me around like the seven, six to 7 p.m. marker, I'm going to let it I'm going to, I might like skim through it, um, but I, I, for the most part, try not to read it. And I just do it the next day. Cause I mean, at that point, 7 PM, the workday is pretty much over. So that could pretty much wait until the morning. It's not the end of the world. Unless someone gives you a call for an emergency, like shoot that they need to do the next day. Then sure. I'll take that phone call. But for the most part, clients never really have my phone number and that's intentional. Um, I try not to have people have my phone number unless it's like the day of the shoot, that's a little different. So yesterday, for example, um, I got a text message from a client that I've worked with in the past and she had hit me up to do a specific shoot. And this is like around 8 PM. And so I, I saw the message cause I was on my phone, I'm on vacation. So it's like kind of whatever. And so I told myself, I'm just going to respond to her in the morning. And I did. So I, for some stuff like that, I, I could have it wait. Um, and for the most part, if someone decides to text message me, like on a normal work day, I guess, um, like past 7 p.m. I have my do not disturb on. And so they could clearly see if they want to message me, they're going to see that, oh, I have my do not disturb on. So, but if they decide to message me, it's no, it's no worries. Emails, again, they could wait. Uh, phone calls, it's rare when I get a phone call from a client. Um, but if I do, I, I'll, probably, I'll probably take the phone call because it's got to be an emergency at that point. But it's very important to me to had those boundaries with my clients to like, hey, our conversations are going to go via email. Um, and if somehow I do get a text message from someone, there's been times where someone sends my phone number to another person who's inquired about videography. So they just refer me. And that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, not, I'm all for that. Uh, but for the most part, like if we're having communication, I then carry the communication via email. I always ask for their information as far as email, website, whatnot, so just get to know them a little bit more. And then from there, I start a new I guess thread, if you want to say, in via emails, and then we keep the communications via email because I, I get, I don't want to ha- be bombarded with my phone. Uh, this is a personal phone, and I don't believe in having a trap phone, aka a work phone. So like, I just don't want to have two different phones. It's a little OD in my opinion. That's pretty much what I've been doing. And it's been working out for me so far. One thing I've heard from creatives in the past that have told me that's like, uh, when it comes to vacations and whatnot, they ask me like, how do you always do vacations and whatnot? Because don't you lose out on money from jobs? I'm like. Sure, you can lose money, but I mean, 
the way I see it is like I could just outsource a shooter or outsource an edit any day, anywhere. So it's like I, for example, this past weekend, I had a shoot from a previous client that I've worked with in the past. And when they inquired, I already had this already booked up and whatnot. They inquired about an emergency shoot for this uh, events that needed to be done. I said, hey, I'm not available, but um, someone in the team could actually go and take care of that shoot for me. And I'm still going to take on the editing and the post-processing and all that good stuff. So what I did is I, I dealt with the whole pre-production part. From there, I subcontract my second shooter, brief him on the shoot and all that good stuff. And then follow up on him like the day of the shoot. Like, for example, it was like this past Saturday. I text them and say, hey, are we ready? We got our cards clean, cameras are good. Um, do you know what to do and whatnot, like how, where to meet up and whatnot? So it worked out so far. And then I just make sure to give them a card, an SD card, and then I'm gonna go pick it up when I get home. And then from there, I do all the edits. So th we did that last year and now we did this year, this year again. So uh, it's been working out. So you're not necessarily losing out of money. Sure, you're not gonna get the full pie, but it just comes with the nature of the beast. Like you need to, pay your second shooter, you need to pay your editor, you're still going to get something out of it. So the way I see it, it's like, I'd rather get, I don't mind getting 50% of the total budget. Um, even though I'm on vacation right now, I'm still going to get paid no matter what. And so I'm going to compensate my second shooter, make sure he does a great job. Someone that I trust, obviously, and uh, we all get paid. So you're not necessarily losing out on money. So what I'm trying to say is if you know you're going to be on a vacation or you're going to be on, a, on some sort of work trip, uh, you're going to be gone for a while, and there's another shoot that's going to be happening in your home base, your home location, you could always subcontract a second videographer, a third videographer, or a team or whatever. Um, I've done that so many times. I've, I've subcontract uh, videographers from out of the state that needed stuff to be done so they didn't have the budget to fly me out. And I said, oh, that's cool. Well, I could give you this option instead. I have a plethora of network of videographers, photographers, creatives all over pretty much the nation at this point. And if I don't know anybody, I know somebody, know somebody that knows somebody. And then from there, I vet them and do all that, do all that good stuff. And I'm still getting paid and I get him paid as well. And the shoot, and you're still, you're still like, you're still like working with that specific client and making sure that everything gets done. And at the same time, you're still, you're building more trust and you are just having you're, you're saving them a lot of time and effort to finding somebody out of the way. So like, I don't mind doing it. Um, of course I, I'm going to get a piece of that pie and keep saying pie. I know that, uh, but it's just a way of, to keep business going, even though you're not physically present for that specific shoot. Another tip I'd say is prioritizing self-care. I know I'd mentioned a little bit about me going to the gym and whatnot or going for a run, but that really freaking helps out and clears my mind. I'm telling you, like, again, I go through waves of like sometimes walking, sometimes jogging, sometimes sprinting. And now I've picked up um, soccer on Sundays and that's been such a... Dude, it's so fun to play and it's it's very competitive, don't get me wrong, but it's like it makes me feel good. I look forward to doing something different on a Sunday because um, I'm freaking grinding from Monday through Saturday for the most part. And then on Sunday, I could just I kind of take Sunday off completely, play my game. It's like 90 minutes of brutal like it's 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 fun though um but it's pretty intense uh but like that like helps me and it clears my mind i, I get to focus on something else i get to hang out with the guys and just have guy time if you want to call it so make sure to have some sort of community to um to kind of just have i don't know just bro talk or if you're a chick just hang out with the gals go to brunch or something if you want um just have girl time man it's just it's very important to to 
hang out with other people besides your either significant other or your parents or something like that. I think it's very crucial to like be surrounded by a bunch of different people. It's just important for you to engage in some sort of activity to rejuvenate you and give you that extra jolt of like, all right, I'm clearing my mind off from work. I'm concentrating on this. But then from there, like you kind of have that itch to go back to work. I don't know. It's kind of like it's it's pretty much recharging me, essentially. Like this vacation, we're like four days in. At this point, I'm itching to go back and go to work tomorrow. Like I'm, I can't wait to go back and work on the edits that I need to do, work on the shoot that I need to do first thing in the morning. So I'm pretty excited, man. This it really helps you out. So I highly recommend for you to find some sort of activity, exercise, meditation, find some sort of hobby that's outside of the creative space. For example, like for me, it's soccer. Uh, that just freaking, it just makes me feel good and it makes me look forward to work. And you just gotta remember that self-care is not just a luxury. It's an investment for your overall health. And remember guys, this is all a work in progress. I do not have it figured out, trust me. Um, I it, it may look like it because I'm maybe on cool locations constantly, or I'm pumping out high quality content. But trust me, I don't have it all figured out. I'm still trying to figure out the podcast stuff. I'm learning new things about creating podcasts. Like right now, like I, I kind of slacked off in the last three weeks of going out of my way and doing podcasts with guests and myself. So now I'm like playing catch up at this point. So like, this is a constant learning thing for me. Um, but I think at the end of the day is to stay consistent. And you also need to just kind of just pause, take a step back, reevaluate what's going on, reevaluate your workload. Like, is this too much work to do? I know as creatives, it's very easy to say yes on everything because you never know when the next gig is going to pop up or the next dollar is going to show up into your account. So it's like, pause and reflect, hey, am I doing too much work? Is this even possible for one man to do? Um, do, I need to, do I need to outsource an editor or do I need to outsource a shooter? Those are valid questions to ask yourself. Just be open to adjust because at the end of the day, your well-being is everything. That is it for me, guys. I appreciate you guys listening again live from Cabo San Lucas. And hopefully you um, apply these tips to yourself because um, if it worked for me, I don't see why it can't work for you. Again, try not to... Uh, be sucked into like the uh, algorithms of waking up at three in the morning and start an LLC at two in the morning and drink 20 gallons of water at three in the morning and then work up for five hours and then work for another 20 hours. Like don't, don't fall for that, for that BS. <laughs> it's so crazy and so cringe at the same time. But I know there's individuals that are just not as experienced or just don't have that knowledge to like, to pretty much call that cap. I mean, some people are just really gullible and whatnot. So, I mean, that's why one of the reasons why I want to do this is to like educate you like, hey, I don't have my shit together, but I'm still making it work. And I'm still I'm still working on this to to make myself better and make this things a little bit more smoother on my end. But I'm, I am just like you guys. Like, I don't have my shit figured out. Trust me. Um, but I, I'm working on it, man. And it's all about Again, I know as I'm beating a dead horse at this point, but it's all about staying consistent and staying positive and just uh, listen to your body, man. Your body will tell you exactly if you're feeling strained or you're feeling tired. So I, I do a really good job of now picking up on certain cues. If I'm editing and I'm feeling a little sluggish and sloppy, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pause right now and I'm just going to step away from the computer for a couple hours. And then when I'm back, I'm on it and I'm really on it. So it's like, listen to your body. Um apply these uh, tips for yourself and hopefully this will help you out. If you have any questions, feel free to send me either a DM or a comment below on the YouTube page. Um, I would love to hear 
your thoughts and see what you're doing to, if there's anything that I didn't mention that, that could potentially help someone else, I would love to hear it. And um, if, yeah, if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give it a five-star rating, give us a review on YouTube, give us a comment, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Peace.